Hey there, this is John Swan, and I'm your host today for this special bonus edition of The Hive Jive. This bonus episode is brought to you by Wicked Bee. So we're going to do us uh, another little bonus episode here. Um, most of the show is actually set up to kind of follow Ken as he goes through and he does the beekeeping right. and, and learns as he goes. Mm-hmm. But there, every once in a while, we have some topics and stuff that come up that may fall outside of the normal regimen of beekeeping. And this one is current at the moment because of legislation that is currently going on in the state of Texas. Now, right. I know that uh, a lot of our listeners are across the United States. We have listeners that are worldwide, and so this does not directly affect you, but it does affect the fact that you need to really, really pay attention about what's going on in your local legislation and how they are trying to get things by that, you know, you really need to go in and you need to learn and read and, and make sure that you're educated and don't follow the mass social media. You have no idea if you just take somebody else's word for it and you go through and you're like, oh, well, so-and-so said that so-and-so said that so-and-so said because I saw it on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, whatever. That does doesn't truly tell you anything. All you're getting is that person's perspective. So look up the legislation and go through. So, so today on this bonus episode, we're actually going to talk a little bit about bee laws and regulations and some of the pitfalls and consequences that could happen. And uh, this this kind of came up because Ken, he, he found a post online and called me up immediately and he was like what the hell are they trying yeah, to do what's the government trying to do yeah and so we actually came in on ken's radio show on the the great outdoors mm-hmm. and we spoke a little bit about it and we decided you know what you know i wasn't sure if we should do a podcast on it or not because you know it's it's outside of the beginner beekeeping but at the same time it still affects all beekeepers yeah, so so hey why not here we go all of beekeepers in texas it will affect and it could in pos in time everybody else yeah yeah there's there's some legislation out there that obviously when it comes out it's not bad it's not a bad thing um we've got i'm gonna steal your notes sure grab them (laughs) all you want um we have there's three different bills currently for us that are in legislation that are actually awesome bills and you know it's something that any state or any government should really take up one of them is a a house bill and and for those of you local if you want to look it up in texas legislation is house bill 2484 and it's actually designed to set up a pollinator task force it's a bee pollinator goals task force and it would draw on different state agencies and officials to go through develop this statewide bee pollinator goal and metric system to help the state see what kind of progress they're making on you know their attempts to help promote pollinator health and pollinator life and that that kind of plays back into like planting wildflowers along any open spaces and, and roadways and things like that like that, that are not being used. Okay, that's so, a good one. Yeah, that's a great bill. And then have. also, you know, uh, politicians, they do a lot of fertilizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, that, that almost went right over my head. Um, wow. Okay, so... You know, some aspects of this, too, like they can go hand in hand with things. So think about like your electrical companies. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a lady that is part of the Parks and Recreation Department for the city of Austin, Mm -hmm. and she was talking about how a lot of times if you partner up with energy companies, they already have things in place where you have these kind of right away zones where the telephone pole lines run and the big electrical Mm -hmm. lines and things. Those strips could be planted to wildflowers. Oh, hell and yeah. And then they can say, we are helping the pollinators and we're helping do these things because that 
piece of land is not being used. You know, mm-hmm. nobody can build there. You can't do this. It's kind of like an easement. And those are great ways that they can give back and help and do very little to do it because a lot of the wildflowers, after they get established, they're kind of self-sustaining and they'll, they'll right. come back. So one of the other pieces of legislation is House Bill 136 in Texas, which is going to direct the Texas AgriLife Extension Agency to develop education materials for pesticide applicator training. And what that's going to do is go through and better help the, the pesticide applicators understand how pesticides affect bees and pollinators and it kind of goes back and forms its own task force that would kind of go hand in hand with that first bill to help people understand the best management practices and things like the neonicotinoids it is it's good it's good to know what happens because when you read a label on a pesticide and you say well it doesn't have a lethal effect well there's a thing called a sublethal effect and that may be if the bee eats it the bee doesn't die. But what happens when the bee takes it and feeds it to the larva and to the babies? What then, then happens to them? They may grow up and they may be mentally retarded and inept where they can't actually navigate so. and find their way home. So it, it is a it, it has this impact where now your next generation of foragers, they leave to go forage and they never find their way back. So then the colony slowly dwindles because the bees don't return like they should or they can't fly or, you know, they're deformed in some way. So there's sublethal effects that can affect them, you know, not just, oh, well, we fed it to the bees and they didn't drop dead immediately, so it must be okay. Or it could turn them into the Hulk bee. Do you remember that old orange juice commercial where they were talking about how like it has calcium and all this stuff and it's great for you and there was a fly flying around Mm -hmm. and the guy had spilled a little orange juice on the table and the fly lands and he sucks it up and then he smacks it with the newspaper and all of a sudden the newspaper shakes and explodes and the fly comes flying through because now it's like a super fly. That's my that's my super fly. That's my version of a Hulk bee. You know, if you feed it all the stuff that it should get and it gets that natural diet and everything, Mm -hmm. then it's a super bee. One of these other laws, when you talk about you know, we we have a whole list of them. So when you talk about some of these laws and you talk about like the neonicotinoids and Mm -hmm. and how they can affect things, poisons. Yeah, the one of the bills. I love this one. It's House Bill twenty four eighty three. It is actually attempting to ban the use of the neonicotinoids on public roadways and right-of-ways. So any plants that are planted out there don't have the systemic pesticide inside of the plant. So therefore, yes, you've provided food for the bees, but the food should not be toxic. And so if we can eliminate the use of those chemicals on these roadways and these easements, that's going to be a lot better for the bees as well. So that one's really... That one's amazing. Um, you want to talk about the one that you actually called me about? Which one was that? Oh, now that's the crazy guy. That's I don't call him that. He's just an individual that's trying to figure out how he can get rich, <laughs> make a lot of money <laughs> using bees and people. It's very clever. So there was a piece of legislation that was introduced this is technically the third session in a row and this is this is one of the things where we we say you know it it does pay a lot for you to pay attention to what's mm-hmm. going on because this legislation the current iteration of it is house bill 4212 mm-hmm. and what is going on here is this individual and and when i say that we are not speaking of the senator that introduced no. the bill we're no. talking about the person that dreamed it up mm-hmm. they have their own organization And they keep attempting to insert laws in there that, in essence, would make bee removals regulated by the state, 
quote unquote. That's what the legislation reads as. But really mm -hmm. the what is trying to be done is they are trying to set up a monopoly to where you have to do schooling. And it's a lot yeah, of 80 schooling. Hours. 80 hours. of, And that's the technical part of it. Then they want an additional 80 hours of in the field training, right? And they want this school to be set up so that they are the ones that teach the school. They are the ones that decide who actually gets to be registered and licensed to do bee removals. They're, he wants to be the king bee. And their company, coincidentally, does bee removals. And so, therefore, they're actually establishing a monopoly that says, I'm the only one that gets to do it, and nobody else can unless they say they can. And while some of that legislation may not be a bad idea at some point down the road, mm -hmm. this individual has absolutely no responsibility in doing that. They should be the furthest removed from it. I have spoken to people who have actually worked with this organization. And, you know, they've come to me and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I have some experience. I've done a couple of removals. And I'm like, oh, well, who is it with? And they tell me. And then I'm like, really? What kind of training did you get? Now, mind you, this individual wants to be responsible for the training of mm -hmm. this program. And these individuals tell me, well, so I had a five-minute conversation with that individual specifically. And then they paired me up with this other person that had only been doing it for a week or two. And they just sent us off to go do it. Gave him a smoker and said, get going. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then you wonder why like my company gets called out to clean up all these messes. The individual responsible for it loves publicity, loves media, mm -hmm. will call the media and have them show up so that they can be there in front of the camera, give their spill about how they're the end all be all for bees, and then they leave. And what the camera doesn't show you is that, and I don't mean disrespect to the other people, but I'm gonna call them lackeys mm -hmm. that are not trained, that are not educated, that don't know what they're doing are out there tearing up things, killing the bees, ruining homes, all kinds of horrible stuff, and that never gets shown. Yeah. And But this is the person that's behind the legislation. And if you look at it on the surface or you don't look in depth and don't pay attention to it, this could make it to where the individual Joe Smith down the street that wants to remove a live swarm of bees and save them mm -hmm. or take them out of like a trash can or, you know, some small mm -hmm. object would no longer be able to do that because, well, now you're not licensed. You're not registered. And it's it's just it blows so my mind. So it's even going to get back to where, like, I'm trying to do a swarm trap and I'm I can't catch those bees and then put them in my hives. You know, in, in like extremist situations, legislation could be interpreted well, he's an that extremist, way. So. He is he definitely is. And and it could be interpreted that way, but I mean it's not it's not necessarily how it's written. It's just saying you can't go remove them. If they came to you into your own container, that's that's fine, but you can't go remove them. You're not yeah. registered. Yeah. When it comes to B laws and registration and legislation and things like that, um, don't follow social media and don't blindly, don't ever blindly follow anything, especially when politics and legislation is involved. Do your own research, do your own studies and see for yourself what it actually says. There was one other bill that they put in that has become a very hot button topic. And it's funny because it, it started off. I love your, your phone. Turkey calls and, and fish splashes yeah, every time Ken gets it. a text message. But they, there was this other piece of legislation that they put in that is actually, it's House Bill 2670 in the state of Texas that is supposed to eradicate, well, it's a bad word. It is supposed to repeal the intrastate permit, which mm -hmm. we originally had a permit yeah, that if you were going to yeah. cross county lines, you had to register, you had to pay for this permit. And everybody agrees that the permit needs to go away, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of other things that had over time been tied to that permit. And if the permit goes away, those things go away. And we kind of need those things. 
one of the groundwork pieces that was introduced into a sub uh, a uh, substitute bill, mm-hmm. which that 2670 is the substitute bill. Mm-hmm. That would allow like our bee removal list mm-hmm. to stay in place. And that is something in, in Texas we have set up where you can go to the state apiary inspection service, the like Texas A&M, you can go to their site and you can find this list of people that are registered with the state to do bee removals. And if the permit itself went away, that would go away. So they want the the Texas the Texas Beekeepers Association went in and rewrote this bill mm-hmm. so that yes we still remove the permit but we do these other things and it works out great but oh my god like talk about pissing people off not bad they took the word may cuz they have mm-hmm. to put in there that the apiary inspection service may charge a fee but we have it written out to where there's a fee structure and if you're registering your apiary that is a free voluntary registration mm-hmm. you're not forced to do it and it is free but you have these other individuals that they take it and they sensationalize it and they omit the word may and they say they are gonna charge you they're gonna do this Mm -hmm. and you have to do this it's mandatory no that's not in there but then that goes on social media somebody sees it they panic and freak out they tell all their friends and boom there you go so (laughs) i had to send out this email and my email was neither for or against but it was here's how to educate yourself on what's currently going on here are the links to the physical bills go read the language for yourself make your own decision be your own individual Mm -hmm. and that's really the only way you can ever do anything in politics in life educate yourself the more information you have the more knowledge you have the better informed decisions you can make that's what you have to do okay so we will we will wrap this up. We just wanted to keep it kind of a short little yep. bonus episode yep. to talk about, you know, be aware. That's a great thing, a great be phrase to have. Aware. Be aware. Be informed. Mm-hmm. Be an individual. Make your own decisions. Do your own research. Do not blindly follow what other people say. So yep. um, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we will have another regular episode that will be coming out on the first Monday. Oh, no, no, no. We're still in the middle of the month. We have another regular episode that will be coming out on the third Monday of the month. And our, our regular episodes are always the first and third Mondays of the month. So join us for those. And until then, we'll catch you on the next episode of The Hive Jive.